Welcome to Engaging and Empowering School Libraries, a podcast that aims to raise the profile of school libraries by talking about topics that are current across education and teaching. Once a month, we're going to talk about fossil education and school libraries with Daryl Turian, originator of Fossil. We hope to help you engage with the content of Fossil of the Fossil Group website, introduce you to people who are using Fossil in schools, but most of all, just have a conversation about the role of the school librarian within education. So let's start by introducing ourselves. As you know, if you've been listening to this podcast, I'm Elizabeth Hutchinson, a trainer and advisor for school libraries. Um, I have worked with and around school libraries for the last, oh, how many years? 20 odd years. Um, And now work to empower school librarians to work together with teachers across the curriculum. Um, I have a, I run a membership program for librarians and teachers and and do lots of online training. So that's me. Um, how about you, Daryl? Well, good morning. Uh, I'm currently head of the inquiry-based learning department at Blanchland College in Guernsey. Uh, the inquiry-based learning department is rather fittingly centered in the library. My wife, Jenny, Uh, who is also a professionally qualified librarian, is the other member of my department. And between us, we are responsible for the library and its instructional program, which is outlined in the IFLA School Library Guidelines. I was previously head of library and information services at Oakham School in Rutland, England. And while at Oakham, I developed Fossil in 2011 and established the Fossil Group in 2019. I'm currently an elected standing member of IFLA's School Library Section, a co-opted board member of the UK School Library Association, and a member of the International Association for School Librarianship. Previously, I was a long-standing National Committee member of Sillip's School Libraries Group. That's it. Busy man, <laughs> busy man. So in your, in my introduction, I introduced you as the originator of Fossil and we discussed this a little bit before we came on. Um, why originator and not creator as I wanted to, to call you? Uh, the, the history of Fossil, which is uh, more than we'll have time for today, um, but is available on the Fossil Group website. Uh, I stumbled into um, a model of the inquiry process and underlying framework of skills that enable that process throughout a child's time at school. So I stumbled into that uh, and the model and framework that I stumbled into was Barbara Stripling's model uh, and framework of skills that she had developed um, initially for New York City, but eventually for New York State. Um, And she uh, had very kindly made all of their work available under Creative Commons. So I was able to uh, take the work that she had done as a starting point uh, and then to adapt it over time uh, to make sense to me and to make sense in the context that I was working in. And... Yeah, so Fossil originated with me, but I didn't create the model that Fossil is based on. There you go. 
It's, 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 it, it is an interesting journey that has evolved over the last few years, isn't it? Um, I remember coming to, oh, back in 2013, coming to an IB course that you were running. And it was my first introduction to somebody who was as passionate about um, information literacy as I was. Somebody who understood the need for students to have some kind of framework that actually made any sense. And actually, it might be, was it earlier than that? Was it 2011 even? Anyway, that doesn't matter. Um, but when we started on this journey and you started talking about fossil, which at the beginning it wasn't, because it, fossil, we should say, is a framework of skills for inquiry learning. But it wasn't that at the beginning, was it? It no. was, remind me what it was. So it, it started very simply um, as a, a framework of skills for information literacy. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and that 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 was actually the start the starting point. Uh, I was concerned that we were expecting students in year twelve, because Oakham offered um, A levels a, a choice between A level and IB diploma. And I was concerned that we were expecting students in year twelve who were doing the extended essay for the IB diploma. Um, that we were expecting them to specifically to cite and reference uh, their work according to a university level standard without having taught them and given them meaningful opportunities to practice that um, before year 12. Yeah. So, you know, in that sense, citing and referencing is a technical skill. You need to do certain things in a certain way, but it's actually an academic skill. Um, it's it's learning how to work with other people's work and ideas, how to integrate that into your own work, and how to acknowledge that in a in an ethical and honest way. Um, so I was looking for uh, specifically a, a progression of skills relating to citing and referencing, so that I could say by year twelve we're expecting them to do this, but by this year we had taught them to do this, and by this year we had taught them to do this. I didn't want, I didn't want to guess what would be age appropriate, and that's that's how I stumbled into Barbara's framework of skills, um, because one of the stages in the inquiry process is express, one of the skill sets in express is academic integrity. Uh, one of the priority skills in academic integrity is citing and referencing. Um, and that starts um, in kindergarten. Uh, it starts in, in nursery, um, you know, with awareness that uh, some information is your information and some information comes to you from somewhere else. Um, and then increasingly sophisticated ways of working with and acknowledging that uh, all the way through to citing and referencing to a university level standard. So having a framework, having a, I, I, I always, when I talk about fossil myself, I talk about it being building blocks that actually you need, you need a starting point before you can actually build up to that year 12 ability to, to cite and reference. Um, fossil, or the, did the stripling model not give you that why did it why did it change to fossil why did it move on from what Barbara Striplin had created so when when I first started working um, with Barbara's work 
um, I was focused very narrowly on the framework of skills and specifically the skills within Express as they related to citing and referencing. Um, but at the same time, um, it was clear because Express was part of a process, um, a cyclical process. So I had to start asking myself, well, if citing and referencing um, appears in Express, what is it that comes before Express and what is it that comes after? So the, 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 the name, the very first name for Fossil, uh, well, well, the very first thing that Fossil stood for was um, Framework for Oakham School Information Literacy. And I very deliberately wanted the, the name for the model to say what it was, but I also was trying to make it, um, to add meaning to it. Um, so that I that the, the the similarity between fossil and um, fossilized remains, um, I worked quite hard to bring that about because um, archaeology seems to me to be a really good way to talk to younger children about the process of inquiry, the process um, of uncovering evidence and making sense of that evidence and communicating that evidence. Um, but also, I was very aware that any framework, as soon as it becomes rigid um, and unresponsive, it becomes more more or less useless. Um, so there was also there was also a hint of unless we were thinking about the skills and adapting and developing those skills in response to changes around us. Um, that we ran the risk of becoming fossilized ourselves. Um, but it was it was that sense of uh, there were certain skills that were part of a process. That process was an inquiry process. And um, increasingly, uh, what I'm beginning to understand on a much deeper level is that that, that is a learning process. Um, it's a process of learning about the world and ourselves in the world. Um, but that process can be applied to learning content in school. So we learn about the world and ourselves in the world through the different subjects that we study at school. And we can approach those subjects through an inquiry stance and process. Um, so, yeah. I was forced to think about where citing and referencing fitted into a larger process. And we we obviously know now that that beyond that, there there's a huge number of skills that students need to learn over the course of their education. And each one has, if we do it right, we have we are able to to give them the building blocks in order to be able to do it by the time they leave school, which is which is great. Um, one of the things that you just said there, Daryl, was the fact that it wasn't, it's not rigid, that it's that you are able to um use it in a way that is right for you. You didn't quite say it that way, but but what you meant was that you use it, it for your school and your students and your teachers. And I think that that has definitely been something that I've noticed um, 
in using fossil over the years is the fact that there's lots written on the fossil forum about how others are using it and we may I may look at something and read it and think oh that's a great idea but it doesn't quite translate directly into the classroom that I was about to work in but being able to adapt it is hugely beneficial I think it that's a, a a big thing for fossil that it's not rigid it's not it's a bit like it's a bit like um you mentioned the IFLA school library guidelines earlier the fact that it's that that's a you know something that school librarians are aiming for um but it's not a you know it's not a rule book it's not you have to do it now it's it's you know we have the opportunity to create something very special and this and I I think personally the two resources work very very well together because one gives you the 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 uh, vision and the other one gives you the tools in order to achieve that vision it's very clever how they the two have have worked together so well in, in my humble opinion <laughs> um so we've sort of we've sort of discussed a little bit about what fossil is and i wanted to sort of give people a, a brief introduction um now there are there is a youtube video where i have explained what fossil is and I will put that in the show notes below so we don't exactly need to go into the detail that I went into in that but if if we're talking to somebody who has never seen or used fossil before can we can we come up with a brief introduction Daryl? Yeah so there are four there really are four um, aspects to fossil um, the first one, which we've already touched on, is that it's it's a, a model of the inquiry process, and that inquiry process is a learning process. It's a fundamental human learning process. So from the beginning of time, we have been finding out about the world that we live in from information about the world. Now, some of that information... Um, comes from experience. We do things, things happen. And if we reflect on what happened, we learn from those experiences. But that is a very inefficient way to learn about the world. So um, if every generation had to find out through trial and error what the previous generation knew, (laughs) uh, it would make very little progress. So Um, most of the information about the world and ourselves in the world comes from the record of what people have discovered before us. So the the inquiry process is a, and that's the second aspect, is is an attitude of wonder and puzzlement. It's um, being curious, it's being inquisitive and acting on that. Um, And then there is a process, a dynamic process, that uh, comes out of that attitude um, or that stance or orientation towards the world, Um, there's a process of learning about finding out about the world and ourselves in it. Um, The third aspect then is that uh, there needs to be a model of that process, that that process has distinct stages and certain things happen in each of those stages. 
Um, so the third, the third thing is that uh, we have a model of that process and we are developing a growing collection of resources and particularly graphic organizers um, that facilitate or enable that process. So to make it clear what kinds of things are going on in each stage at an age appropriate level um, in order to help both us and our students um, make meaningful progress through the stages. Um, and then the last aspect really is that um, Fossil is, is really a community of inquiry. Uh, so it's a growing community of educators um, who view learning in this way and who approach teaching and learning in this way um, and are learning with and from each other. So what would you say to um, people working in A-level and GCSE schools where they're teaching to the test that have very little opportunity to, to carry out an inquiry? How can Fossil fit into that scenario? Um, so now... This might not be this might not be the answer <laughs> um, the 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 answer that you might be hoping for um, because what I've come to understand and really appreciate um, and have been saying for a while now uh, is that the school that you find yourself in is always going to be more or less favorable. The conditions in your school are always going to be more or less favorable to approaching teaching and learning in this way. So you could, for example, be in an IB school that is meant to be, you know, is, um, the curriculum in an IB school uh, is framed in terms of inquiry. Inquiry is a fundamental part of an education in an IB school. Uh, and you could still approach the teaching of your subject uh, in a way that doesn't um, encourage or enable inquiry. Okay. Uh, Blancheland College is a fully co-educational school for, um, from nursery all the way through to year 13. It only offers a GCSE A-level educational pathway, um, but the opportunities that we have at Blancheland um, are significantly greater than the opportunities that we had when we were at Oakham, which did MYP and um, offered IB diploma as an alternative to A-level. Interesting. But um, we need to be clear about what it is that we believe education and teaching and learning is. We need to 
be clear what our educational philosophy and methodology is. Um, we need deep knowledge and understanding of that in order to be able to engage colleagues outside of the library. Um, we need to identify opportunities in our particular school, um, which may initially be very limited. Um, and that may have to do with the way that the school approaches stuff. It may have um, something to do with the staff in the school. It may have something to do with um, the library and the way that the library is set up. Um, so that the, the, the challenges are always endless. Um, and it and it requires um, a great deal of patience and perseverance and creativity. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, <laughs> I can see that we're going to have some really interesting future conversations mm. now. Um, so let's I wanted to keep this this podcast quite short. So let's talk about why we've set up this podcast and why we think it's important um, for me. It was about raising awareness of what fossil is and does and how it can be used to support school librarians to have a pathway, I think is, is the right terminology, but something that is very, well, in one, in one instance, very structured, but in another way, very flexible, um, that other people have been using to allow discussion and, and to help people move forward. So for me, it's about bringing up this conversation about what FOSSIL is and, and what it does and how it's supporting and helping students and teachers, um, but also giving people the opportunity to join in that conversation with us. Would you say that that's about right? What would you say your aims for this podcast are? So I would agree with that. Um, also, I think what I would add is that uh, in one sense, talking like this allows us to touch on many topics uh, more quickly than we would be able to if we were doing that in writing. So it allows the conversation uh, to move around freely. Um, but I would also then add that that, that comes at a cost uh, because I'm always a little bit anxious when I talk uh, that I don't necessarily say uh, exactly what I mean <laughs> um, or, or even really accurately communicate what I'm thinking. Um, so I think what we need to do, and uh, I, I know that we will touch on this, uh, which is why the Fossil Group Forum is still really important. Uh, and we can, we can talk about that separately. But I think we, we think through stuff more deeply when we write. Uh, and as a consequence, we arrive at a deeper understanding and have greater command over what is going on in our heads when we've effectively thought aloud on paper. Uh, that also has the advantage that other people can read what we've thought deeply about and engage with that 
and this opportunity then to talk in person around stuff that we have thought deeply about and written. Uh, and, and that may then further influence what we go back and write. Uh, I think that that is a, a very important part of this discussion that we need to have. Absolutely. So it sort of brings together two of my two of my questions. One is what are our aims, but I and and why is the discussion on the forum useful? So I think I think we've we've touched on that in the fact that um, for for me. I think reading something is is your right is hugely important, but in in order for me to understand it, I need to be able to verbally explain my understanding and have a discussion about it. And I think this is what and why this podcast is important. Um, the forum discussions are full of quality content. Um, people sharing their ideas and their understanding. And for me, being able to open the door to that in order to ask the questions that then come up that you you can only ask verbally because it doesn't quite come out right in a in a typed format. I think the the collaboration between the two are going to be essential going forward. And I'm really excited about the opportunities that that might give us to, to broaden the discussion, but very clearly bring it back to the discussions on the forum. Would you would you say that that's about right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, because one of the things that I'm absolutely certain about is that to a a greater or lesser extent, our success is tied to the effort that we've needed to make. So we have impossible demands on our time uh, and we have to decide what we prioritize. But I know for a fact that, and I'm speaking just for Jenny and myself, um, and uh even to an extent that the, the team uh at Oakham where the journey started that our success was tied to the discipline of reflecting on what we were doing in writing publicly yeah so the discipline of ordering our thoughts um, thinking about whether what we are saying is actually what we want to say, um, making that available for other people to interact with, um, feedback on, uh, then to reflect on what that is, that is absolutely critical yeah. um, to our success. And actually, that is, that is inquiry. Yeah. Um, we are finding out stuff. We are doing something about what we're finding out. We are then observing what it is that has happened, what feedback we've got. Um, we're revisiting. It's the inquiry process. It's a it's a fundamental human 
learning process. And that's why actually uh, a vital part of this journey is being part of a community of inquiry. Absolutely. And actually what you've, you've just made me think that we know that there are librarians out there that are using fossil or schools that are using fossil. And I suppose one of our aims should be either to get them to come and talk to us or discuss with us what they're doing, but also to get them onto that fossil forum mm. to share what it is that they're that they're achieving. Because yeah. it's like you say, it's through that sharing, it's through that learning together that we are producing something that's really valuable to everybody. So so yeah, there's there's that aim too for me, yeah. is is to bring people in um that are already on the journey that's the thing i think there are far more people using fossil than we're actually aware of currently um you know i will find out randomly from a conversation with somebody that that they have that somebody in their school is using it and you know oh, okay didn't know that but so yeah it's about that community is really really important so so let's just talk briefly about the kind of topics that we're likely to cover and how often the how often is once a month um, Daryl and I are going to get together once a month and and have a conversation. Um, the topics, I, I think the topics are going to be based on the discussions within the forum. Maybe choose one of the topics. Do you think that that's the best way to do this? Um, well, so it may be that in the discussion that we have, um, we can refer to discussions that are taking place in the forum. Um, but I think because of the nature of this discussion, um, my feeling would be that there would need to be an element of um, surprise uh, or um, flexibility. Okay. Because our, so I personally have been on the journey with fossils since 2011, but have been on the journey that led to fossil for far longer and even before I was a, a school librarian. So even as a teacher, um, my approach to teaching was different to many of my colleagues. Um, so even after all that time, I'm still only becoming aware of what it is that I still don't know. Yeah. So my understanding of what fossil is as a model of the inquiry process um, is deepening. As a consequence of that, uh, what we are doing in our school is changing. Um, which is deepening our understanding of what fossil is. So, so uh, one of the things, for example, that has come out um, of the work that we are currently doing in a way that wasn't there before is the importance of reading and writing at each stage in the process. Uh, and that is so so that insight is transforming what we're doing. Um, so I think talking about insights that we are gaining into to fossil and inquiry more broadly 
Yeah. Um, that would be one thing. Uh, I think also something that is, is particularly exciting is that um, colleagues elsewhere, so in other parts of the world, uh, are also on a unfolding journey of understanding um, and interestingly are wrestling with similar issues to us. So uh, Barbara Stripling's context in America on the one hand is very different to ours and she's been on that journey even longer than I have. Yeah. And she is still becoming aware of what she still does not know. <laughs> um, so that's so that's that, so that's on the one hand. Um, but on the other hand, the, the the environment that we operate in is changing. Mm. So uh, you know, an obvious example is um, digital literacy yeah. uh, and digital tools. Yes. <laughs> so that requires a response from us. Yes. Uh, so the environment that inquiry operates in changes. Uh, so that there, there, there are opportunities to talk about that. Um, and then I think there are opportunities to talk, which which maybe brings it a little bit closer to some of the discussions in the forum, is um, the practical implementation of these ideas. Um, yeah, what lessons, what practical lessons can we learn uh, from reflecting on what we are doing in our schools, in the library, in the classroom? I think it's going to be fascinating. And it looks like we're, we're going to be month by month deciding at the time what's worth talking about. I think it's, I think that's quite an exciting opportunity, really, taking yeah. it as it comes when it appears. Yeah, yeah. So, so to, to, um, just to give you, just to give you a, um, um, a quick example of stuff, certainly on our side, that is coming up. Um, so the... I've, I've contributed a chapter um, to an IFLA book on libraries empowering society through digital literacy education. Um, so that book is in publication as we speak, um, but I'm going to be presenting um, at the IFLA. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to be contributing to a panel discussion about the book um, at the IFLA World Library and Information Congress in August. Fantastic. Um, so, so, so that, for example, is coming up. Um, we've also got uh, an extended workshop that we've been asked to run at the International Association of School Librarianship Conference in Rome at the end of July. Uh, so that is on signature work inquiry, so interdisciplinary signature work inquiry. Um, so those are all opportunities to think more deeply about what it is that we have done, are doing, and are going to do. Yeah. Uh, and those things in and of themselves, I think, will be of interest and broader value. Um, yeah, in addition to what else may crop up. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. I'm just going to pause just a second to do a little bit of promotion. So I run... 
a training membership for school librarians and teachers called Engaging and Empowering School Libraries for any school librarian, teacher or school who are interested in finding ways to support collaboration between teachers and librarians across the curriculum. I focus on empowering school librarians to help boost independent learning, literacy and well-being through their school library using Fossil. So if you want to start your learning with others on this same journey, you can find more information in the link in the show notes below. So final question, Daryl, um, where should somebody brand new to Fossil start? With a sense of wonder and puzzlement. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> um, but more practically, um, if, if, if I could just uh, kind of wrap things up from my, so to sum up from my perspective. Absolutely, yes, please do. Um, I've, I've been working my way, so I've, I've had the book for a while. I've had, I've had it um, since being at Oakham, um, but I've, I've returned to it for, for various reasons. It's called Action, Talk and Text, Learning and Teaching Through Inquiry, um, and it's edited by Gordon Wells. It's practically impossible to get hold of. I was quite fortunate um, to get a copy many years ago, uh, and I've I've returned to it, and uh, it is extraordinary. So, just um, um, very briefly, a bit of um, context. So, um, that book is a reflection on uh, ten years of the developing, inquiring communities in education project, um, which was led by the Ontario Institute for Studies in Education at the University of Toronto. Um, so, that was ten years worth of teachers. Uh, in all subject areas and all age groups um, engaged in action research uh, aimed at developing inquiring communities in their schools. Uh, so the conclusion of that project is the force that drives the enacted curriculum must be a pervasive spirit of inquiry and the dominant purpose of all activities must be an increase in understanding. Teacher and students together must become a community of inquiry with respect to all aspects of the life of the classroom and all areas of the curriculum. So the starting point is um, a pervasive spirit of inquiry. So we need to be inquisitive. Um, and we are ideally suited, uh, positioned in the school to encourage and facilitate inquiry, to instigate and nurture inquiry. Libraries are born out of a spirit of inquiry. Um, the second thing then is to commit ourselves to finding ways to connect with other people in the school who share that approach to teaching and learning. Um, and then the Fossil Group website, uh, there is work to be done on that, that is really a labor of love. If I'm, if I, if I, if I'm being honest, um, you know, we were very fortunate at Oakham School to have some funding to set it up, but that was very limited funding. 
and um, an awful lot of work um, by a handful of individuals. Um, and certainly in terms of maintaining that and driving development forward, it's largely Jenny and myself. Um, so there is, there is great scope for further development and hopefully there will be time and resource to do that. Um, so it's not necessarily as uh, easy to find your way into and around, although we've tried very hard. Um, so I'm hoping one of the opportunities that we'll have in, in this um, podcast, uh, maybe we could make that, that a feature of um, each month's um, conversation is um, an aspect of the website yeah, uh, to explain how it works and what its purpose is. Um, but certainly I'm hoping that there is a, a relatively um, self-explanatory way into uh, what we're doing on the website. Um, and then, of course, it would be very clear very quickly who colleagues are who are on a similar journey, who people could approach um, and explore options with. Absolutely. So myself, for example, myself and Jenny, um, pretty much anybody who uh, has contributed to um, the discussions in the fossil in, in, in the fossil group forum uh, would be delighted to help. Well, that's a lovely way to finish. So um Thank you for joining me today, Daryl. I really look forward to, to future conversations and hope we've inspired a few people just to start thinking about their fossil journey. So any tools that we've talked about today will be in the show notes below. As always, if you'd like to comment on anything you've heard during this podcast, we'd love to hear your thoughts. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss out on future, future discussions. Thank you for listening. <laughs>